Hey everybody, talkingbook.pub is a non-profit audiobook publisher of independent literature. We are located in Asheville, North Carolina, and because we are a non-profit, uh, donations and help from people like you who love these books and love these recordings really helps a lot. So if you want to get involved, donate to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash talkingbook, or go to our website, talkingbook.pub, and read about our mission, send us an email, give us a call, whatever you want to do. But enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey everybody, Chris Hartram here, Talking Book Podcast, new episode. Uh, today I'm going to talk to my buddy, or I, or I just talked to my buddy, Joseph Grantham. You may know him as Joey Grantham, wrote a book of uh, poems called Tom Sawyer, came out last month from Civil Coping Mechanisms. Uh, it's a really funny book, and a sad book, and a cool book. It was uh, written in New York um, while working in a bookstore. It's about his family, and growing up in America, sadness breakup, heartbreak. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. You probably heard a, an excerpt of him reading some of them on the, the talking book a while back, but I wanted to talk to him about it just because he's such a funny, nice guy. Um, but anyway, here's my conversation with Joey Grantham, author of Tom Sawyer. Go get the book, Civil Coping Mechanisms. Hi, is this Joseph? This is Joseph. Joseph, how are you? This is Chris. Hey, Chris. I'm doing all right, man. <laughs> What's going on? I was, uh, I was just eating a sandwich. Oh, wow. What kind of sandwich are you eating? Uh, I eat a ch- half a chicken parm and then half a Italian sub. Where did you guys get these sandwiches? How do, how do you, you have this luxury of multiple sandwiches? I guess you guys each, you, you got one each and split them? Yeah, that's what we did. Uh, we went to this place called Salamis in this town called Potacasey. In a town called what? Yeah. Potacasey. Oh wow! You guys are in uh, yeah. East, you guys are in Eastern Carolina, right? Yeah, Northeastern Carolina, North R- Carolina. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember when um, the lovely and talented uh, Ashley Bryant Phillips came to Asheville last time with uh, with Bud Smith and, and Michael Bible and um, and other, other other cool folks. Uh, she was telling me about that area. I've never really spent any time in that area, though. We're we're in the uh, we're also in North Carolina, as you know, in uh, in the in the mountains. Yeah, it seems like a different place out where you are. I haven't been there, but I mean, every time I see um, I see photos that y'all are posting. And, uh, and stuff like that. It, I know you guys are in Carolina, but it definitely looks like a completely different place, region, people, food, like stuff like that. Yeah. It seems, I don't know. It seems like people don't know much about this area. Um, yeah, I, mean, I didn't before I moved out of here, but. Right. I mean, I live in North Carolina and I feel like I don't, you know? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry, it took us so long to uh, to meet up for for all the thousands at home listening right now, coming at you live. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, this is live. Uh, me and uh, Joey have tried to um, tried to uh, talk to each other on the telephone like this for you know a week or so now, and it's mostly been my fault, I would say, due to children. As you've noticed, there's been a lot of children <laughs> excuses uh, why why it wasn't happening at first. Yeah, I don't have any children, so I didn't run into that problem yet. Right, not yet. I mean, this is a, I know I, I texted this to you, but this is a no joke, um, no joke story. My uh, my partner, Danny Harris, uh, who also works uh, with Talking Book and us, she um, gave our car keys to the infant in the stroller and <laughs> thought it would be, thought it would be a, she's going to love that I'm busting her balls about this, but thought it would be smart if we just walked around the busy downtown area with a, a eight month old holding keys in his mouth. And then, so we get to a destination. We're like, where are the keys? So then we're just walking up and down the streets, going into every single shop for like, you know, every shop in a row being like, did someone turn into keys? No, nobody turning keys. Cool. And then finally what happened, Joey, is that we were in a coffee shop and this woman heard us talking about it. And then this child of the woman came up to us and he was like, 
definitely kind of like you would imagine you would say to yourself, like that kid's probably homeschooled. He was like eight years yeah. old, you know, just like a unique, quiet, way too smart child. He was like, I saw your keys, follow me. And then this kid took, uh, took us on this like little path up a street and, uh, he just saw them a while ago and they were walking around and then we found them. So now we're alive again. He saw them a while ago. He just like <laughs> yeah, he left them there. Yeah, early when him and his mom were walking around, he saw these keys, and then it clicked when they overheard us talking. So he took That's us to the fine, point man. in the road. Yeah, pretty strange, but uh, legit story. That's why I made you guys wait. I'm sorry. Uh, That's but, all good. It gave me time to chow down a little bit. Yeah, the- th- that's good. Um, yeah, that's actually really good. The uh, we we haven't uh, we've actually hung out one time in real life, but it's it's been a, it's been a long time. It do, it has been a long time, yeah. But I feel like I've hung out with you other times, but yeah, I think it was I, just I, that one time. Yeah, I feel like I feel the same way. I guess it, it's kind of always how these things are with the um, with the book stuff and the internet stuff and uh, and the Bud Smith stuff. I feel like the the Bud Smith connection is always a. Uh, many channels and, and, uh, a lot of pals, but that, that day, what, what were we, where were we, we were in like this weird Southern barbecue restaurant, but in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, it was weird, weird man. But <laughs> Bud and his, uh, his, his, uh, awesome wife, Ray are like, let's meet at a restaurant, have beers. You got, you're from, uh, the South, Chris, you're visiting. So you sh- you'd want to go to a Southern restaurant in, in New York. Right. And, uh, and then we had 10 bucket of beers. If you remember that. Yes, I do. And that was actually the first time I met Bud, too. Weird. And, yeah, and now he's, like, he's family, you know? Yeah, that, that's actually crazy. I didn't realize at the time. I thought uh, maybe he told me, and it was a long time ago, but so. That's funny. We, like, corresponded on the Internet, but that was the first time in real life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was just kind of a classic kind of blind date, friendship, uh, uh, writer blind date. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Can't beat it. How's, uh, how, how is, how is Ashley right now? She's good. She's playing music downstairs. Can you hear that? I can't. No, I can't hear it. Okay. I guess that's good. I was going to go yell at her. (laughs) She's like playing on the guitar or playing like CDs or or MP3s. She's like playing like her iPod or something. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I love it. Um, but yeah. She's good, man. She's good. She seems cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's funny, I, I've met you guys both once, but I talk to you guys all the time now, it seems. Yeah, your voice sounds different on the, on the phone. Oh, really? It's probably my phone voice. Uh, I have headphones on, and so I, um, I um, you know, I'm listening to myself talk, and I was talking to another one of my friends recently, and it was like, every time I sit down to record uh, a conversation like this, I'm always telling myself, um, don't use a radio voice or podcast voice or cool voice. And so I tell myself that, but then I sit down and I think, cause I hear myself, I subconsciously have like a, like a phone voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I might be doing that voice right now too. I, I think, don't know. I think we're both trying to sound cooler than we both know we are in real life. <laughs> I know, man. I'm, I'm not cool right now, especially. <laughs> if you were to describe your cool, what are you wearing right now? What are you, what are you, uh, what, what's your not, setting? So I'm, I'm wearing these dress pants that I got from Walmart. Or no, actually, Ashley's mom got me these pants. Ashley's mom bought me a bunch of clothes for my job. And, uh. So just khakis, no, wearing, no shirt, no, no t-shirt, just muscles, sweating muscles? No, no, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing like a tight white undershirt and, uh, some black socks and that's it. Yeah. Well, um, that's hot. But I've, I've never been a like khaki dress pants guy. So I feel like a fraud every day now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's funny. It's only been a couple of weeks, but it's funny that, uh, you, uh, you sent me that photo today of you wearing a polo shirt and khakis. And I didn't think about the idea of, uh, of your new job. And, um, and I just thought like, Oh, Joey's, I, I don't know this man too well, but I feel like this is dressing up for him. He's tucking in a polo, he's going golfing, or he's he's just getting ready for the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't thinking that oh, yeah. that's what you wear to work, yeah. Um, how is your yeah, job? I don't I know. Know. It's a new job, right? Tell, tell us about your job. What's your job? I work as a pharmacy clerk at a local pharmacy, like a family-owned pharmacy. Um, 
I like it, man. I like these people in this town. Um, it's like everyone knows each other, and the pharmacist knows all these people. So he, he already knows, like, what drugs people are taking, like, when they walk in the door. Right. Um, and they're, they're like, because I'm, like, the first thing they see when they walk in. And they're they're really surprised, I think, to see me because they don't know who I am. And they're used to like uh, the the guy whose like last name is on the pharmacy standing there. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Actually, they're used to Ashley's mom because I like stole her job, I think, by accident. Oh, you stole know. Ashley's mom's job? <laughs> yeah, she had this job, and then they moved her. The guy who owns the pharmacy owns a restaurant across the street yeah and so they they like moved her full time as a hostess over there and now i have her pharmacy job <laughs> yeah and it's she's pretty weird do you think that she bought you those clothes like at, at this passive aggressive spite or she just no i i don't <laughs> think she knew that i was taking her job until after right um she's really nice about it though but yeah it's it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so wait, you, you moved, uh, to Carolina after living with, uh, Scott McClanahan and, and, uh, Julia Scoria, right? Well, I, I lived with them and then I moved back home for five months and then I was with my parents for five months and then I moved into San Francisco for three months or two months and then, uh, finally made it to North Carolina. Yeah. What were you doing in San Francisco? Oh, you were, oh, no, I'm, I'm remembering this. You were working at uh, City Lights. I was, yeah. And I and I liked that job, but I didn't like living in San Francisco. Hmm. It was like, it was like everything I hated about New York, but less friends and right. less things going on and more money, actually. What do you hate about New York? I I don't know. I mean, the money, the cost of everything. And I don't know, but I was just back there to do a reading and it, I kind of missed it. So it's like now I kind of miss it, but I know that if I moved back there, I would, I would hate it again, probably. Right. But. Yeah, no, I know. I feel you. I, I was there, um, for just a, a year between Tokyo and, uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. And, um, when I go back and visit for, uh, for whatever, I, I'm thinking the same thing. That I'm like, oh man, this is great. I miss it. I, it wasn't as bad as I, I thought it was, but I'm, I'm sure it would be the yeah. same as you. Like if, if you were back there, you'd be like, fuck, why did I do that? Yeah, I mean, it's just, but I'm, I'm starting to like miss even the shitty things. Like, I don't know, like being really poor in New York, and like, I don't, I'm reading that, I'm reading that Atticus Lich book. I don't know if you read that book. Yeah, preparation the, uh, for the next book. Yeah, right, the one that um, the tyrant did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading that finally, and uh, he does a good job of, like, really capturing gritty, like, shitty aspects of living in New York. I mean, obviously, I wasn't, like, I'm not a Chinese immigrant, so I had it easier <laughs> than the main character of that book, and right. I'm not an ex-military, but um, but I, I don't know. I've lived, like, paycheck to paycheck there, and uh, yeah. Sure. No, I mean, I feel like, yeah. And I mean, ate like graham crackers and probably ate like crackers for breakfast and shit like that. I feel, I feel like I, I ate uh, dollar slices and cliff bars from bodegas every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like power bars. You're like, this will just, this will be my meal. <laughs> this is fine for the day. This will be fine. Yeah. And chips and yeah. Well, yeah. It's funny because, you know, the, obviously the, the book, um, you know, Tom Sawyer and you, you read some of those poems for the talking book and that just came out and it's, uh, it's an awesome book. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about it, you know, after, after this, this chat, I'll talk about it and tell the gang the deets of how to get it and everything. But, um, but you, you wrote that in New York and do you feel like, uh, it's, it's probably not, it's probably not the most original question in the world, but do you think that living in New York and having that paycheck to paycheck and living that not quite Chinese immigrant Atticus Lish lifestyle, uh, you know, but still it was down and out quote unquote, so to speak. I mean, did that help the writing or you think like you're, it doesn't matter 
where the hell you are, like North Carolina, San Francisco, New York, in a box, Hong Kong. I mean, was there any, <laughs> is there any of that? Like, you know, this awesome book you wrote there. Is there any, uh, uh I don't know. I mean, I think like, I think I'll be able to write anywhere. Cause I've, I've probably written like 50 pages since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, like doing that, I was doing a column about not having a job. Um, real pants, right? And that was, that was on, uh, the nervous breakdown. Right. But, no, Brad Listies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go, yeah, to, go to the nervous right. breakdown and read that. It's really funny. Yeah. But I was, that was getting me to write a whole lot. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, the bookmarks at the bookstore where I was working at the time in New York, they had lines on them and they were like a little rectangle. And I, I would just be bored at work and try and try and do something to kill the time. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I would like challenge myself to see if I could like fit a poem in the, in those bookmarks and like do, do that if I could. Um, so that, I don't know, that helped me out. So do you, and, how many of the poems do you think, or at least the beginnings of the poems were written on bookmarks? I don't know. I'd say like at least half of the book, maybe like 60% of it. Um, and then I snuck a couple in the book that I wrote when I was in San Francisco working at City Life. Yeah. I would write, I'd write on scraps of paper there. I don't know. It felt like uh, I was like stealing money from these businesses while I was working. Which Why? Felt oh, just because good. just just because you were you were wasting valuable paper materials. No, just because I wasn't like doing anything. Oh, I was right. Sitting at the whatever desk I was at, and people think bookstore jobs are just sitting and reading all the time, but they're really not. Like they're they want you doing stuff all the time. Sure. Yeah. Well, like, like uh, since we're talking <laughs> not like about... The hardest, not, the, <laughs> not the hardest job in the world. I'm not trying to say that. But. You're like, people think bookstore jobs have are easy. They're not. They're hell. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking <laughs> intense, man. Just, you think you have yeah. it hard? I'm working a bookstore. But, um... I think the problem is I was just sad both times I worked at bookstores. I think hmm. I was telling Ashley now that, like, I'd like to work at a bookstore now that I'm, like, happy and in a good relationship um but yeah, yeah that makes I sense know. i could see how there's something about the the uh the vibe or something if you're in a depressed or lonely state you know being in a bookstore filled with all these other people's stories and uh i don't know just the the classic concept of working in it, 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 i could see it being like a, a lonely thing somehow yeah and i just i don't know I'm really good at finding ways to just hate everything uh, for a while, even if it's good. Right. So do you think bad, that's, bad been, thing. That, that's been kind of a default personality trait for you since you were young? No, I mean, I don't know. It's just been like those, just like that year and a half where I was like lonely and depressed. I'm, I would say that I'm for the most part uh, optimistic, um, but just that year and a half of, I don't know, just being heartbroken and lonely. And when I was in San Francisco, my hours at that bookstore were 4 PM to midnight every, every five days a week. Right. So I was just sleeping in till noon and then going to work at 4 PM, getting home around 1 AM. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't do anything other than go to the bookstore pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I feel that that condition, uh, uh, you know, in terms of working jobs, you're not necessarily obsessed with in order to write or, you know, make stuff or whatever it is. I mean, I, I bartend on the weekends and it's like a, uh, you know, it's, it's like from, it's like from probably four to one or two in the morning. I only do it like a couple of nights a week, but, um, hold yeah. on, my kids in here. Yeah. Max, get out of here, you crazy techie. <laughs> you heard that? See, that's awesome. That's going to be on the on the episode now. That's good. I can't believe I've never had a break-in until now. Like on while I'm uh, talking to... This is the first break-in? This is the first break-in. I think he knew I was talking to, to Joey Grantham, who wrote Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's my kin, you know. <laughs> I think he's your kin. Um, yeah, he understands me. He does. He came, You were like talking about being de- like kind of depressed and sad, and he came in and just started crying. He was like, "I'm with you." Yeah. But uh, what the hell was I even talking about? Oh, I just said that I, I I know what you mean about the kind of strange state of mind that you can get in when you're like working all night, sleeping during the day, getting up, doing it again. You're. It's like you're there at nighttime. It, it starts. It can get weird. Yeah, it starts to get weird. The days just kind of blend together. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to wake up early today, work on a bunch of shit, and then go into work, but it doesn't really tend to happen a lot. No, that didn't happen for me, no. So what do you think? Are you going to stay? I mean, I know you've been hopping around a lot. You know, you like you said, you're in... Uh, you're with Bud, and you're with uh, in in uh, West Virginia, and then you're in San Francisco, and then your parents live in Seattle. Is that right? No, they live around San Francisco. Oh, gotcha. Okay, they live in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like right. Suburbs. That's yeah. right. You said that. Um, so you're in you're in northeastern, uh, you know, nor- or you're in eastern North Carolina now. So are you going to stay there? I mean, I know, I don't know if. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're in a romantic relationship. Is that right? With uh, I am, yeah. So okay, I didn't want to. Everyone, uh, the cat out of no, the no, that's right. <laughs> you know, so she, everyone, back off. Okay. Yeah, don't um, don't you even talk to either of them. Um, yeah, they're off. We're off, taken, off, all right. Off the market. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. So theoretically, what you'll stay? You live with with her over there? Is that right? Well, I do. Yeah. But we're trying to save up some money now and figure out where we want to go. I don't think Ashley wants to stay in Woodland uh, forever. Um, so I don't know. We're thinking about Raleigh, or I don't know. Dude, we'll, dude we're thinking about Raleigh. Like. Yeah. So listen, oh, yeah? we're well. I'll tell you. I mean, I'm glad you just said that about about you guys thinking about it, trying to save money because. Danny and I right now, um, you know, Danny is the, she does the design stuff for Talking Book and uh, we have two children. You just heard one of them um, run in screaming with no pants on. Um, but uh, we're also just trying to figure out like, you know, are we going to stay in Asheville for, because the kids are at a certain age now, we either need to stay here or leave soon. Um, we're, yeah. th- we're thinking just because I was moved around my entire life growing up. I didn't like moving all the time. Um and so we're trying to think like, should we stay in Asheville? So we move somewhere that has a lot more kind of like, I don't know, job stuff like Raleigh, or should we move to another country or should we move back to New York city? So we're kind of in like a, um, I don't know, maybe we'll just stay here, but I guess to connect with you on that, we're, we're having similar chats. Like what should we do? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you from originally, Chris? So Joey, I was, uh, I was born in, um, in Florida. And then my, uh, my mom's from LA and my, my, uh, my dad's from, um, Ohio. And so we did all this really weird bouncing kind of my whole, um, my whole childhood. But, uh, but I didn't, I didn't really move to North Carolina until I was in, uh, in high school, late high school. Okay. But mm-hmm. so you, but you, you've been there for a while then. Um, for a while I went to a uh, second part of high school and then college, and then I was gone for most of my 20s. And then I, when I was like 30, 32, I moved back to North Carolina. So I've probably only been back here for like four years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because I just didn't know. I was like, is, is heart tumor transplant or, or what? What's the deal? Yeah, I'm kind of but, a transplant. My family like just transplanted us nonstop. But I mean, what is, what's your, what's your, I know your, your recent story but well, what's your, your childhood story? Like that same uh, well, thing. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. And then uh, when I was two, I moved to Dublin, California, which is a suburb outside of San Francisco. And then I lived there until I was 18. And then I went to school on the East Coast in Vermont. And then, Oh, Bennington, right? Yeah, Bennington. I remember, I heard yep. you, I heard you talking about that on, um, on other people with Brad Listy and um, it's funny the the guy uh, a friend of mine who uh, so just to just to real, try to give a summary of it the guy who I helped helped me start Talking Book but no longer works with Talking Book uh, 
um, he went to Bennington and I always used to make jokes to him because he would never stop talking about Bennington and, and having gone to Bennington oh, yeah. and he would <laughs> yeah. always, he would always bring it up somehow. And so I had this ongoing joke about, um, his name is, um, Ben. And so he's been from Bennington and he, no matter where we were, he'd find somebody from Bennington. It was, it never failed. It's like, I think we all have a chip on our shoulders about it. Cause it's like 600 students go there and, there's like some, there's like a decent handful of famous people that went there, but right. also like, I don't know, like I, I think the average person doesn't know about it. Um, like the uh, the literary I, literary brat pack went there, right? Some of those kids, like yeah, yeah, like Brad Easton Ellis went there. So right. I, I think anytime, anytime we we can, we're trying to like defend Bennington and like stand up for it. It seems like a great school. I mean. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to push uh, my my sons Max and Woody to go to Bennington one day, so they too, they too can have that pride. They can be. They'll be free. They'll be free to do whatever they want. <laughs> it, it'll be a good place for them. The world is their oyster, and they can make their own ma- their own uh, own own uh, what is it? Focus or major? Is that what it's What's called? That? Is that what they're, they're gonna, they may, they can make you can make your own major or something there, right? Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can do you whatever could make your own major <laughs> there. Whatever the hell you want to. Okay. Yeah, you can. All right, so you went to Bennington, and then what happened after that? I, I kind of derailed that train. Uh, I, I graduated, and then I moved to this island at the end of Long Island uh, called Shelter Island. Whoa, cool. And I lived there for like a month, and then I, then I lived in New York. I left Shelter Island because I didn't have a job. And then I, yeah, and then I lived in New York, and then I left, and, uh, well, I lived with Bud in Jersey City, and then then I went to West Virginia. Yep. And that's my whole life. That's your whole damn life. How old are you, Joey? <laughs> I'm 24 years old. I turned 25 in December. God damn, that's a great age. I'm, a, I'm not, it's not like I'm super old. I'm 35, uh, but, you know, a, a little bit more weathered, um, but like, I feel like you're doing you're doing damn well for your age, though. I feel like I'm settling down. Like, <laughs> you're like you're gonna get married, have a few kids, and maybe you guys can move I to mean, Asheville and we can raise kids together. Yeah, it's it's kind of looking like that. Yeah. Well, if but you that's good. maybe you and Ashley will come here and you'll be like, hot damn, screw. Uh, Raleigh, because this is where it's at. Chris is here, uh, and Chris is here, Chris is here, and you're just thinking of all the reasons to move here. Maybe you guys will like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it looks cool in the pictures, but... But I don't know. I gotta, I gotta see for myself. I guess here. the pressure will be on when you're here. I'm gonna make sure you guys have the most, like, tailored experience where everything goes well. I think that you'll be a good host. Um, <laughs> I'll not try. That, not that I'm saying I'm, I'm staying with you guys, but no, you, know, you are. I talked just, about it. I talked about it with Danny, and I was like, uh, I really want them to stay here. And so we just figured out um, that when you guys do decide to come, as long as there's enough notice, I'll um, I'll take the little ones to grandma's, and just like uh, just like um, just like Bud did last time, you will stay in a toddler's small bed. Oh, okay. That sounds good. So that same bed, good to me. that same bed has had uh, Bud Smith and Sam Pink sleep in it too. Oh wow! So I mean, Bud you'll be in good. In, uh, <laughs> when Bud took me to West Virginia to Scott's house, mm-hmm. he slept in uh, one of Scott's kids' little little kid beds. Poor, poor Bud. <laughs> it's funny because he's not a small guy. He just keeps getting no, put like, in these tiny I beds. Been in that bed. <laughs> yeah, the same exact thing happened. We had a guest room uh, as well with a queen size in it, like memory foam, nice bedroom, and uh, we let Michael Bible sleep in there. Just the way it worked out, and he's like a much you know smaller guy. And Bud, yeah. Bud had to sleep on this like really tiny little kid's bed on the floor. <laughs> And then, but he's a trooper. And then sweet, sweet Devin Kelly, he slept on the uh, on the couch. Devin Kelly is a sweet man. He is. He's a nice guy. I like him. But that'll be fun when you guys come here. Do you want to? Uh, I mean, you got this badass new book of, of poems out, and do you want to? Do you want to see? Um, it'll it'll be fifty fifty. But do you want to see if I can try to get something together where maybe you do a reading somewhere or something? Maybe Ashley can read too. 
Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely. Might as well, right, if you're going to come visit. Yeah, yeah, we want to do that. We want to do a reading there. Ashley was supposed to come and do the reading with me in New York, but she had to go to a bachelorette party. Okay. Well, that's perfect. We'll just make something happen uh, in the fair city of Asheville. Then you guys will find your future home. Yeah. So you said you wrote like, um, you've written like 50, 50 or so pages. I think you said, uh, since you've been there, what, what have you been working on? Like, is it, is well, it, that's, uh, it's basically that, that column that I've been writing. Right. That was, that was just like an excuse to like force me to, to force me to write more. And yeah. And then now, now that I haven't been doing the column anymore, I haven't been writing. So Right. Okay. Is the next thing is, are are you one of those guys, um, that is like, I'm a poet or is it like you're a writer and you just happen to write a book of poetry and who, who the hell knows what you're going to write next? It's definitely that second one there. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like a poet really, but, and maybe poets who read my book, if they do read my book, will be like, yeah, this guy's definitely not a poet, but. (laughs) <laughs> this guy's definitely not. <laughs> uh, screw those people, though. Am I right? Yeah, screw them. Screw them. Who needs them? Um, but do you, so, do you think working at the? Uh, I was just I was just talking to another writer friend of mine the other day, and we were discussing the best um, the best shitty job. Not that any of these jobs are shitty, but the quote unquote best shitty job to work. Uh, so that you can write and afford to live. And like I said, I, uh, I still sling cocktails on the weekend and you're working at a pharmacy previously proud bookstore employee. Is there, is there anything that, is there anything that you think you're like, this could be a job that I could do to make a living while I'm writing for a while? Have you, have you hit on that yet? Or do you have any ideas about that? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know how long I, want to work at at this pharmacy or work at any job. But, <laughs> sure, of course. Um, but bookstores are a good job. They just, it's kind of hard sometimes to be around books all day and then to get off work and then want to think about books. Um, of course, yeah. I mean, I, I think so, the, uh, the the approach that maybe you're taking now or, or the bartending thing or the, maybe the Bud Smith working construction thing. I mean, all those seem to be some kind of nice, like you're so desperate for some kind of cerebral or academic, uh, you know, you know, uh, I don't know, sustenance that you're like, gotta write something or be around books when you get off work or something. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the pharmacy already is like ripe with stuff to write about. I just have to be careful that I don't like put anyone's name in it because I think I could like go to jail or get fined. <laughs> right. Like You're like, so Mrs. Sammy Davis Jr. has uh, gonorrhea and, uh, and then yeah. you write, you write <laughs> about picking up his Viagra pills. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That could be problematic. A man but... did actually pick up Viagra pills today. I think I can say that. That's I think you can legal. say that. I think that if your pharmacy yeah. has Viagra, like everyone does, it's not, you're definitely not infringing. Yeah. Has, has there ever been any, uh, I mean, I guess, you know what you should do if it's possible. Is there a single story yet? Like from working in a farm, I've never worked in a pharmacy. I don't know anybody who ever has, is there any funny pharmacy story that you have without mentioning any names or, or incriminating anybody that you, that you could tell me? I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't have anything specific off the top of my head, but I'll tell you what, it's hard for me to understand people on the phone. Um, like the accent right out here is is so that's caused me a lot of problems but <laughs> like they'll tell me their like they'll tell me their name and they'll tell me their what medication it is and like I'm supposed to write that down and then hand it over to the pharmacist <laughs> yeah, um, like, I can see that like, <laughs> that's just like a recipe for disaster it's it's like seems dangerous so I'm, I'm trying to get better at that but um but yeah it's like I'm just not used to this accent. So it's almost like trying to understand a foreign language. Um, but sometimes I'll send over, like I'll send like Lynn Wheeler and then I'll like the pharmacist will hand me back the thing with like Glenn Wheeler. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's like I'm learning a new language right now. Of course. Um, yeah. Like yeah. It, it would be very strange to accidentally give like menopause medicine to like a teenage boy. 
because you couldn't understand yeah. the accent or something. Yeah, um, and also everyone around here has like the same last name. What is like, it? Like, well, there's just like all these family names. Sure. Yeah, um, it's like uh, in the in the small southern town where. I lived in high school in Shelby, North Carolina. I think I was I was telling Ashley about that when she was here. Everybody's named either uh, Deadman or um, there was one other one. But anyway, there's yeah, there's like five old names since everybody's named that. Yeah, so you got to be careful, like handing out. I don't know. I just don't want to kill anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, that seems like a lot of actual. Or, I, I never thought about it. That sounds like a lot of responsibility working in a pharmacy. Yeah, I'm just surprised that they hired me. It still feels like this weird joke, like it's not real yet. Yeah. But it, it is real. <laughs> I just got my uh, my my white coat thing today. Oh shit, that's badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I have a name tag coming in the mail. Oh man. You know, you could also kind of do this like classic romantic, also slightly played out but still probably cool like drugstore cowboy Matt Dillon, like you're stealing the pills while you're writing, but you're working in a pharmacy. That's a classic. I know. I know. <laughs> you're, like, don't, you're like, don't even make that joke, Chris, because someone from the pharmacy could hear this, and now they're going like, to no, watch you. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> I don't think they will. But, but they know that I'm a writer, and, uh, yeah, the other day they were like, whoa, so we could be in a book? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, I guess I just write about my life and they, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's pretty excited about Oh, the and then that's right. No, I, in a book. I follow, I follow your, uh, you're a very funny guy on, on social media. So I follow the, uh, I follow the Twitter and it said that the women wanted you to write them skinny. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, make me skinny. <laughs> you write about me. I just love that idea because if you like extrapolate that or something, you're like, the way you're writing about her, you're like, and then she walked in. Her name was Janine. She was skinny, very skinny. <laughs> she was the skinny pharmacist walking in. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be fun. Uh, I feel like this is a fun part of your life to be in when you're, um, you know, I'm going out on a limb here, but you're in love with a, a beautiful human, and then you're also deciding together, like, where the hell should we go? And you're both writing. It's like... I mean, that's all, yeah, what, what, a, what, a, what an amazing, cool, like, exciting time, right? Yeah, I have to, like, step back from, from like, the day-to-day where I'm like, God damn it, I got to, like, wake up early and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, it is actually, it is fun. I was thinking about it at work today, and it was, I don't know, I was just thinking that, like, my life is kind of stupid, but um, but it's pretty funny. I don't know. <laughs> This is not profound at all, but I no, was like, no. this is kind of this is a stupid life, but at least it's funny. I think I think exactly what you just said is extremely appropriate for a bunch of reasons. I mean, I was just just the other night. I was like last night or the night before. I I think I wrote something about it online for a second, but I I was trying to put my my infant down, Woody, and my hand was trapped under his shoulder. And I kept trying to remove it. Then I kept trying to remove my hand from under his shoulder and he kept trying to wake up and he kept like twitching, like he was going to wake. So I just left it there and I was like looking up at the ceiling fan and I was like, I think I did write something just literally the sentence was something. I think, just like, I, think I read that. And yeah. Maybe I, without realizing it, uh, Sorry, I just dropped my phone, but maybe without realizing it, I stole your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you and I, you know, great, the greatest of writers are constantly borrowing from each other, as they say. Yeah, um, there we go. Half of my jokes come from your Twitter feed. So, but, um, well, but yeah, I, like I thought 20% of mine come from yours. <laughs> okay, cool. That's not too bad. That's pretty good. But uh, yeah, I just remember thinking something along those lines, at least, which is like, this is, I'm trapped under an eight month old child and like, I, but it is funny. Like that's the, it's okay because it's funny, you know? Yeah. So, I think it's important to just step back and like enjoy how stupid so much of this, this life is, you know? Yeah. I think so too, buddy, man. Okay. So I think I, I kind of got into this a second ago, but the last thing is just, if you're, you're done with uh, Tom Sawyer and you're still doing readings. You're going to come to Nashville. You're going to do a reading, hang out, sleep here for a night. We'll get drinks and have a nice time. Um, but then uh, you've got, you're working on other stuff. Um, I know you did the column and I think you're doing something with uh, 
with uh, with Chris and uh, Scott uh, with Holler Boys, right? You're doing something called Raking Leaves. Oh, right? shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I keep forgetting about that book. I know all the shit. I'm going to make you talk about it. No, that's all right. Um, <laughs> that book is just like a, a wild card. It's like all these all the stuff I wrote when I was in West Virginia and then like everything else collected. It's like a pile of leaves. Well, it's a pile of leaves, like uh, figuratively, and there's kind of pieces of paper on the floor in a pile. Yeah, that's true. Even literally, it's wow. kind of like that. Okay. And then... Uh, but I, I got to... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I got to like... Um, actually, like, finish that manuscript <laughs> and like make it happen. I don't know. So what is, is that your official next thing that you're like, this is what I'm goddamn writing right now? Or is there something else in between now and I, then? Uh, I guess that's the next thing. It was supposed to come out um, this winter, but it looks like the winter is fast approaching. <laughs> right. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I just want a book uh, that has me with my shirt off on the cover. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, especially you got these new khakis now. Yeah. You can yeah. rock, you rock like khakis. We could do, you know, Danny takes photos too. And when you're in Asheville, there's a lot of, a lot of tourists come here for the leaves changing. It's kind of a big tourist thing. So when you and Ashley come, we can really just enjoy the scenery and maybe we could even uh, get that shirt off and do some kind of autumnal photos. I'd mm. love to. I'd love to. That'd be fun. You know, the, the only picture of you and me together is, uh, well, it's, it's you, me, and I think Keegan Grambois. Yeah, that's right. Keegan Grambois. That photo is going to go down in history after we're all very, very famous. Yeah. My my muscles look really big in that picture. <laughs> no, they um, do. You look like that but, day you're like, I'm going to do 200 push-ups right before. <laughs> I know, but they don't really look like that ever anywhere else. But in that picture, it looks like I'm, uh, like I'm taking like some growth hormones or something. You know what it could be is that uh, maybe we're so uh, destined to be buds, and I'm sure Bud Smith has something to do with this, but it's like we're around each other, and then the testosterone just goes through the roof, and our muscles are just exploding or something like that. It could be that. It could be. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> anyone, not, it could be. Someone, someone go, anyone who listens to this like, wow, these fucking guys. <laughs> Uh, Jiminy Crickets. So wait. Uh, so when are you and uh, when are you and Ashley thinking of coming? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm supposed to go home to California for Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to convince Ashley to Ashley to come with me. So oh, that'd be great. That's cool. Uh, it'll be whenever you whenever you want okay. want us to come. All right. I'll talk. I'll talk to the gang here, and uh, I'll talk to the, to the kids and see what uh, what Matt Max, who you heard from earlier, has to say about it. Yeah. You want to, future uh, Bennington College yeah, student. Future uh, president of Bennington College, uh, cl yeah. class of 2000, I'm bad at math. Um, yeah. Do you want to, uh, you know, I'm going to play a couple of the poems that you recorded for the uh, for the talking book here after after we're done chatting, but I would love it um, if maybe you wanted to do one more round of those for the, uh, for the talking book, like, you know, a couple more different ones. Um, Let's yeah, sure. Serialize that shit in a way. Yeah, should I do them like right now over the phone? <laughs> Actually, I don't even I don't know what it's gonna sound like. But do you want to read a couple on the phone? I've never done that before. Let's do that real quick. Yeah, but I have to go grab the book do really it. quick. I got all night. I got two kids and they're they're screaming in the background and they need me and I got all night. All right, cool. I'm going downstairs. Okay, tell Ashley we said hi. I will. Hello, Ashley. Hey, Hi, what are you making? Hi, Ashley. Ashley's making tea. No, I'm okay. All right, I got the book. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he has the book. She's following me into my room. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to get weird. Don't worry. No, I like this. This is what the podcast needs. Yeah, okay. Uh, how many of these should I read? Read, uh, give me three. Okay, Ashley, stay in the room, so I'm not reading these to no one. Is that okay? Okay. I don't normally boss Ash Ashley around this much. 
And if if you can, um, I don't I don't know if you remember, but don't try if you can, don't read the ones that you already read for us just for the hell of it. Yeah, I think I okay. <clears throat> See. Okay. Uh, okay. Joey Grantham, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, coming at you live. <laughs> just, all right. Poem for Charles Bukowski. I hate people who say, I hate Charles Bukowski. And I hate people who say, I will hunt down each and every one of your family members and kill them one by one. <laughs> I hate people who say that. I also hate people who say, I love Charles Bukowski because they're too happy about it. They're smiling like they just got away with something. Something like kicking their wife off of the couch, eating a payday candy bar meal, or killing an entire bottle of alcohol, any kind. That's that poem. Oh my God, hell yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like holding my mouth, trying not uh, to <laughs> laugh when you said the part about killing family members. That was good. Uh, okay, here's a work poem. I wrote this at work. Okay. Work poem. It sucks that to come into an inheritance, people have to die. Today I put almonds in my pocket, but there were coins and bills in there too, so I threw it all away. Lately I've been trying hard to become less annoying, less nice, kinder to the people I hate, cruel to the ones I love. We'll see how it all goes. All right. And let's see, last one. These are so great. And, and I mean, obviously there's a lot of levity. They're extremely well-written. They're fun. They're very approachable. And it's like, you could almost write, I don't, maybe I'm stealing this from someone else. Maybe I think it could have been other people. Maybe someone said this, but like, like a book of like funny aphorisms. I feel like, I don't know. I'm not going to, never mind. Keep going. Sorry. I mean, I could I'm gonna <laughs> keep, like, keep going. It's like, it's, it's like we're in a workshop. <laughs> this is a workshop. This, this is a live workshop. No. I like this. I like this. All right. Since we talked about him so much, I'll read a poem for Bud Smith. Yes. All right. Poem for Bud Smith. You work a lot harder than me and almost everyone I know. You work harder than I'll ever work in my entire life. Thank you for not making me feel bad for going to college. Thank you for letting me crash on your Coleman air mattress. Thank you for showing me Jersey. Thank you for making happiness look cool. I'm so sick of being sad. All right. That's <laughs> it for you, Chris. That's oh all my you get. Good Lord. Okay, that's all I get till you get here. That's a perfect little tease. Yeah. That was great, man. Thank you so much. It, truly and sincerely, jokes aside, that's really great stuff. I love hearing it. Well, thanks for having me, man. My throat's all uh, dry from the Italian sub. <laughs> it's the perfect combination. If you guys want to pair yeah. pair a beautiful meal with uh, with this book of poems by Joey Grantham, Tom Sawyer, I would I would say. Would you say Italian sub? I would say you can do any kind of sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Can you can you hear my infant crying in the background? I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, I could earlier. Okay. Good. Maybe you should go take care of that. that child i probably should i just like talking to you so much i probably neglected them a little bit but uh but we're gonna um <laughs> we're gonna hang out soon and tell ashley that uh that me and danny and woody and, and max uh, miss her too and just uh we'll we'll talk on the i'll talk on the phones and figure out when you guys when you guys are going to come hang out okay yeah sounds good man all right sir well i'll see you soon we'll we'll, right. uh, we'll have fun and congratulations on the book and uh yeah uh, have a great night Thanks so much. Good talking to you, man. See you, Joey. Good talking to you, too. Bye. All right. Peace out. Creek Poem I've never painted a fence. Fuck fences. There was a hole in one. We crawled through. Franny dropped her jeans and peed right there in the creek. And then we took our shovels and tried to dig a hole to China, wherever it is people dig holes to. But then we had to go home because Jack's mom, Karen, was upset. She didn't like how we ruined Jack's jack-o'-lantern 
and left pumpkin all over her garage. Poem for Billy. Last night at work while we moved chairs, Billy told me all about Robert Altman. I know some things about Robert Altman. I know a thing or two about Robert Altman. But Billy told me things I didn't know about Robert Altman. But the thing is, Billy also told me things I know about Robert Altman. Poem for Derek. Derek, stand next to me. The color of your shirt brings out something special in my eyes. But also, Derek, there's something you must know. You have one of the worst names a person could have. All right, there you go. That was me and uh, Joey Grantham being funny and silly and then talking about uh, a bunch of stuff. It's um, it's cool to, to chat with that guy. Good to see him, uh, not see him, hear his voice. And uh, I'm excited for him and Ash- Ashley Bryant Phillips to come to Asheville so that you find people of Asheville, if that's where you're sitting right now, while you listen to this, um, you guys can hear him, read these poems uh, and hang out with them. Joey Grantham. But, uh, yeah, that was funny when Max burst into the room and was screaming. And, you know, back in the day when I first started doing this or any of us started making any of this stuff, I was very, like, um, very afraid of not seeming professional or legitimate or, you know, making sure mistakes did not happen. But we all know that mistakes are very important and they're funny and they're real. So who cares if your kid bursts into the room and makes a bunch of noises? It's funny. Who cares? Enjoy it. Embrace that. Embrace the three-year-old screaming during the serious moments of your life. Not even the serious moments. Just, you know, just jump in. Be a part of it. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my daily wisdom for you. And my name's Chris Hartram. Thanks so much to Alex Sturgis, Keegan Grimbois for the music, Dave Burr for being a cool audio engineer, Danny Harris uh, for making it all happen, and thanks so much to Joseph Grantham for talking to me on the Talking Book Podcast, which is what you're listening to. Have a great day. Um, you know, be yourself, and uh, yeah, just just uh, just get it done. Get everything done that you want to get done. See you next time. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit before I I was lit